Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. Folks, you're listening to Two Men in the Mouse, episode 235 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on February the 8th, 2022. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. All right. Good. Glad to hear it. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. We want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite side of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. Uh, we are, uh, it is about, uh, this coming week is, uh, I believe, eight years of Two Men in the Mouse. Wow. Can you believe we've been doing this for eight years? Yeah, I can. I don't, because it doesn't feel like eight years. Like, I can't even, I can't even, like, compute that in my head, that we've been doing this show for eight years now. Well, you lived in New Jersey when we started. I did. So. I did. I did. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, you know, and sometimes I don't remember, I don't realize how long it's been since I've been in Florida. It's been six years since I moved to Florida. I mean, this year it'll be seven years. Actually, yeah, this July it'll be seven years since I made the move down here, which is just crazy to me. Um, but we have got a show to do. We've got some news to catch up on. Uh, you know, we, we, we've got some breeze to shoot, uh, because, you know, we haven't hung out in a while. So we should just probably get right into this show. What do you think? Yeah, let's kick it off. All right. Let's start with the news brought to you as always by our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. You can find Dave at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. Get a quote for your vacation and book it with Dave. Dave is booking my cruise. I know he's booking. He booked your last trip. He's booking your next trip. Yep. Uh, cruise is coming up in October. Oh, nice. On the Disney Wish. Yeah, I'm very excited. Right I can't wait to do a, like it, it, it's going to be so weird to for me to do a trip report because you know you're always doing the trip reports because I you know live here. But you know what I realized the other day, and it, it actually like I was like taken aback by it a little bit. This cruise is going to be the first non Walt Disney World Disney experience I've ever had. Huh. Okay. Like, I realize, I'm like, I've never been to a different park. I've never been to another. I haven't been to, like, Aulani or anything like that. This is going to be my first Disney experience outside of Walt Disney World. And that's, that's pretty incredible. You know, when you think about how, like, you know, this is part of my personality. Yeah. I mean, I've only gone, you know, to, like, land, of course, would be my only. Right. You know, non-Disney World experience. Yeah. But still, that's something. All right, so let's dive into the news here. We got some worldwide news first. Uh, all right, so now this is something that, you know, whenever Disney changes something, Disney fans are instantly like, <laughs> like you know, they, they like flip out. And, right. you know, the, like, it's like, oh, you moved that garbage can five feet that way. My entire experience is ruined. And I always roll my eyes when things like that happens because I'm just like, well, if that's ru- ruining your experience, then your experience is fairly fragile to begin with. 
But I got to say this, this first news item kind of like hurt my soul a little bit. Okay, tell me. Disney's changing the road signs. <laughs> and I'm like huh. really upset by it. Okay, but I mean, don't you guys see the new ones before you... I have uh... seen the new ones and I don't like them. <laughs> They're okay, blue. But that... so, so the famous purple road signs are in the process of being replaced with a new look that follows the current design language that debuted for the 50th anniversary. They are blue and yellow. Okay. Now, the purple signs have been there for 30 years and were famously created by the same team that produced uh, directional signage for the 1984 Olympics in Los Angeles. Uh, that is Sussman and Prejza and Company. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Probably not. The purple signs were designed to incorporate Disney's classic Mickey Mouse colors, red, black, and yellow, with purple as the pro- as the complementary color. All pl- All planned to make the signs easy to read and help guests navigate the huge Walt Disney World property. Obviously, you know, Disney has its own, like, highway, which as a kid, that always blew my mind. Yeah, I get that. I was always like, oh my god, this, this place is so big that it has its own highway. Like, that's incredible. Um, the new modern sign debuted um, featuring shades of blue and yellow, similar, similar to those seen at the newly repainted Transportation and Ticket Center and the new Gateway entrances. So everything is kind of taking on a blue and yellow motif lately. Blue and gold, like... right. Which you know that, that that was the the colors of my high school and everything like that. I've, I've a lot of blue and yellow. So at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. It's a first world problem. But oh God, there's something about those purple signs. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I yeah. do understand. There are more than one thousand signs across Disney property, so it will likely be some time before all signage is replaced. Um. So how how do you feel about the? The changing of the signs. I mean, I'm sure there are people it. that are way like wringing their hands and crying out into the into the stratosphere, cursing the name of, of the evil Bob Chapek, who clearly made this decision to, uh, you know, to change our beloved signs because he's just intent to ruin the magic. I I mean, I think this is it'll be OK. Yeah, it'll be I, all right. no, I agree. I agree. It's it, for me, shop not so much. This you'll be okay. Yeah, <laughs> for me, I'm just kind of like <laughs> uh, it's kind of a bummer. Uh, but right, but I yeah, I, I I'm just like you know, thirty years we've had these signs. It's a part of the experience. I don't know. I don't know. I'm being silly. I know. But all right, mobile checkout has launched in more stores this year, which I am a huge fan of. Because mobile checkout is a lifesaver. Did you do mobile checkout at all during your trip? You know, it's funny. I was in land last week, and I did mobile checkout there. Wait, you were in Disneyland last week? Yeah, I went last week for a couple of days. Wait, wait and like, I you did, did like a family trip? Mm-mm. I went with the boys. I normally take a quick boys oh, okay. something or other in, in January, February. So we ducked over to... We wanted to see Avengers Campus. Right. So... I did mobile checkout there. It works pretty well. Well, now I know what next week's show is. It's going to be... It's insane, by the way. Like, the, there's like a line in the store 10 feet from the person at the door. Yes. And I mean a long line. Yeah. And I'm like, can I just go to that person? They're like, yeah, let's go right over there. Like, I had that experience okay. as well in Disney Springs. It was in World of Disney. And it's like, you know, the, the line is like wrapped around. Like, it is, it is yeah. it's a 45-minute line easily. And I'm just yep. looking at the mobile checkout person sitting by the door by themselves, just doing nothing. And I'm like, beep. And I was out the door. And I didn't really know how to do it. And and she was just like, oh, yeah, click this, click that. 
She's like, okay, you're good. Here's it's a bag. It's super I'm easy like, to do. Oh, yeah. Nice. And, and like, it applies your discounts. Like, cause like if you're, yep. if, like I'm, I'm always the idiot that forgets to be like, I'm an annual pass holder. Please give me my discount. Uh, so like, I'm always forgetting to, to do the discount. And I feel like they ask you everywhere. Now they do. They didn't used to. Um, and some places they still don't, but, uh, the mobile checkout automatic like sees that I have an annual pass and automatically applies the discount. Right. So I, I'm a big fan of that. And it's just so much easier, dude. So much easier. But you know what? I kind of hope that people don't figure it out because, because then it'll be crazy. Yeah, but it's so quick. I mean, you don't have to stand there like at the person and ring your stuff up. You just have to show her that QR yeah, code. Yeah, they just scan the QR code and they're like, all right, have a good day. Have a good yep. day. They give you a bag. They or give, give you a bag. bag. Yep. Now, did they staple your bag? No. They stapled this bag. I wonder if it's because they don't want people to go back in and stick more stuff in their clear bag. Yeah, probably. I mean, I was leaving the store anyway, but. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Yeah, no. But uh, yeah, I noticed they do give you the clear bags when you do mobile checkout. They don't give you the, the regular right. Disney bags. Um, all right. So Disney has expanded mobile checkout service to more Walt Disney World retail locations at Disney's Hollywood Studio and Animal Kingdom. The service has launched at Mickey's of Hollywood in Hollywood Studios and Island Mercantile in Animal Kingdom. Mobile Checkout lets you scan and pay for your items right from your phone. When you're ready to shop, open the My Disney Experience app, scan the barcodes on your souvenirs, uh, and you add them to your bag. Once your shopping experience is complete, you show your purchase QR code and selected items to a cast member at the designated exit, and you are all set. Eligible annual pass holder and Disney Vacation Club discount, if linked to your Disney account, will be applied when you use Mobile Checkout. The two stores added to Mobile Checkout today uh, recently have joined other stores already offering the service, including the Creation Shop at Epcot, a.k.a. Peter Mandel's favorite store in the world, um, World of Disney at Disney Springs, and the Emporium at Magic Kingdom. So now there's one store in each of the major locations that offers Mobile Checkout. You know, do you think this is something they're going to eventually put in every store? Because you have to have a cast member, like, at the door, like, waiting for this. I can't see. Because, I mean, then if you did it in every store, you're doing it every kiosk. Like, no, I think it it really is just necessary in the big stores that traditionally have multiple checkout counters. Yes. You know, because it it lends you another checkout option. Yep. 100%. I agree with you. Uh, Like, I could never see it in, like, the... Like, oh, the gift shop at the at Moana Mercantile at Polynesian. Like, they're not going to be doing mobile checkout there. But Right. I Listen, I can't ever imagine it in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. I mean, in the Emporium, easy. Easy breezy. Sure. All right. We're about to get into park-specific news. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. Because we, we, we actually have nothing for resort news, water park news, Disney Springs news. Nothing really, like, major happened recently in any of those situations. Like, some permits were filed. Uh, the water park set to close a bunch because it has been cold here. Like it got yeah. legitimately cold here, Peter Mandel. I had I to. I had to actually use my ice scraper for the first time. I heard. I saw they were covering plants in Epcot. And... They were. Yep. Yeah. No. I I got up one day and my car was like encased in ice, and I was like, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, like, why did I move here? Yeah. Uh, I had to dig out my ice scraper, which when I moved, my girlfriend found my ice scraper and she was just like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's an it's an ice scraper for your car. She's like, why do you need this? Can we throw it out? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, because I guarantee you at some point I'm going to need it. And then I needed it like like a month later. That's so, awesome. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break here from our wonderful sponsors and be back 
uh, with more Two Men in the Mouse and the news coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. It sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008, and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it was his own, and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with, and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like, that. A, like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney cruise line vacations you might be going. Uh, this can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. Well, Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends how his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men in the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to kingdomstrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit kingdomstrollers.com. humans my name is morty monster and i'm uh, well 
I'm a monster. I'm here as an exchange student from the monster world, where growing up I fell in love with the world of human pop culture. Unfortunately, not a lot of monsters share that passion, so I came here to experience all of these things that I love and to share that passion with all of you. I do this through my YouTube channel with regular video blogs. One of my favorite things to do is film while in the theme parks of Orlando, Florida. Join me in Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, and more. I'll also be reviewing comic books, web videos, TV shows, movies, and other awesome stuff. Find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash MortyMonster. I'm on Instagram as MortyMonster and friends. I'm also on Twitter as MortyMonsterBFF. From there, you can find a link to my YouTube videos. Please like, subscribe, love, sign up for notifications and more for all the Morty content. I can't wait to share my adventures with all of you. Morty Monster! Hey listeners, this is Mark Daniel, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. And we're back, folks. Back with more Two Men and the Mouse. Oh, man, I've missed doing the show. I have missed Me too. It. Yeah. Uh, all right, ready for Magic Kingdom news? Yes. In in my favorite news item that's dropped in the last several months, the parking trams have resumed service at Magic Kingdom. Okay, I know a lot of people are really excited about this. I was super duper excited because let me tell you something. That Magic Kingdom walk to the TTC is long. My friends texted me the other day from the tram. They were so excited. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> As someone who doesn't drive there, you know what I mean? Like, I don't use my car a lot when I'm there. I was like, oh, all right. It's just something I don't understand. But See, I that know blows how my mind because I know are. you do drive down sometimes. Yeah, Magic Kingdom's never been one that really benefits you driving to. Yeah, I suppose so. Because then there's, there's an extra step involved in getting to the parking lot at the end of the mm-hmm. night. So I get what you're saying there. Uh, but the parking trams have resumed service at the Transportation and Ticket Center. Uh, service has, is resuming at the other parks sometime in 2022, but we have no update on this yet. I Honestly, I don't understand why we're rolling these out so slowly. Is it a staffing issue? Is it a budget issue? Yeah, like, I don't know. Let me tell you something. The other park that desperately needs the, uh, the tram back is Animal Kingdom. Okay. That walk stinks. Like, more so than Magic Kingdom, I wanted it back in Animal Kingdom. Because, especially if you park in the left side parking lot, which is, like, all the way over, like, you have got to walk ahead of you to get to that park. And, you know, it's Animal Kingdom, so it's hotter than everywhere else. It's just... Yeah, I have always been, like... um, get me my tram back in Animal Kingdom. But. Yeah, every step at Animal Kingdom is like two steps somewhere else. Exactly, exactly. And then at the end of the... Uh, when you're walking back to your car, it's even worse. But anyway, uh, the trams have been out of service at all four Walt Disney World theme parks since they reopened in July 2020 due to physical distancing requirements and labor shortages. Guests are required to walk from their cars to the main entrances and all the other parks. Lack of tram service has been a source of a great deal of complaints and even reached late night TV with Stephen Colbert mocking Disney for not providing the service to its guests. Did you see that? No, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it was in his monologue where he talked about like people having to walk like three miles to get to the parks. 
And he That's did wild. like Disney like called it like Simba's magical asphalt like like sun walk of doom or something like that. Oh, that's great. Because we know you love exercise. Right. We know here at Disney Parks that you don't want to be carted around by someone where you don't have control over how fast you're going. This is for you. Uh, Splash Mountain is currently closed for refurbishment, which obviously, you know, they close Splash Mountain every winter for refurbishment. But there's a reason I wanted to talk about this, because if they're refurbishing Splash Mountain right now, this Princess and the Frog redo of this ride is nowhere near the horizon listen that princess and the frog redo is probably a really nice pr story that's about that's gonna happen but like we announced it to kind of quell everything that was going on as opposed to it was imminent right but i mean i think if if covid hadn't happened it would have probably started by now you might be right, because, I mean, it appeared like Disney was going to spend some serious cash on a bunch of things yeah. before COVID hit. You well, know? yeah, the, the redo of Spaceship Earth that, that you yep. know, has had, like, we all, we all, like, said our goodbyes to Dame Judi Dench and the Phoenicians. Yeah. Like, we were all, like, like ready to bid it farewell. We all thought we had taken our final trip on Spaceship Earth, and then they're like, nah, here you go. Here, here's it back. We're which, not doing this yet. It, which I was really excited about where they were like no no you can still ride it because i'm like oh man i mean i love that ride so much but every time you ride it you're like yeah has this thing over yet <laughs> oh this, your future this thing, huh? this thing needs a refurb um but that and like and that's my point though that they are not in the business of refurbing rides that they are imminently going to do a major overhaul on look at um look at disney quest and how that was falling apart by the time they they turned it into the nba experience that was the NBA experience. <laughs> well, yeah, for for a brief blink and you missed it. Uh, I have no idea what they're going to do with that space. It's it's just huge. Because the the NHL experience coming soon. You would love that. Me and all the Canadians. We're all going there to wheel snipe Selly. Uh, all right, Disney has announced openings for new and returning shows to the Magic Kingdom. Disney has announced uh, that starting uh, uh, February 11th, a brand new Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade will be going in the Magic Kingdom, starring nearly 30 of your favorite Disney and Pixar friends. The supersized cavalcade features Nick and Judy from Zootopia, Blue and King Louie from The Jungle Book, Jose and Panchita from The Three Caballeros, plus Merida, Moana, The Incredibles, and more, also including the Magic Kingdom debut of Miguel from Coco in his mariachi best. That's exciting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm always down for more characters. Like, uh, and, and we're going to be talking a lot about characters this week because a lot of the character meet and greets are coming back. But I think these cavalcades is one of the coolest things to come out of, out of the I do, era. too. And the thing I like the most about them is they're quick. Yep. Nice and quick. I mean, this one has 30 characters in it, though. I don't know how that's going to go over. Right. I mean, that, that's a lot of characters. But... Uh, you know, you're you're going to see Miguel. You're going to see Nick and Judy. I, I I miss the days where like, and obviously I know like we're not doing a lot of meet and greets. Or, well, meet and greets are coming back, but I miss the days where like when a new movie came out, you had a meet and greet in Hollywood Studios. Yeah, that was like there for them right away. Like the it fact. Was the, it, Go ahead. It was part of like my Hollywood Studios day. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, oh, we have to go over there because you know. Baymax is going to be there or, right. you know, whatever the new movie was. I was so excited about it. Right. Or, or, um, you know, uh, uh, what's, what's it? Carl from up and, and yep. Russell were there when up came out. I remember that. 
Yeah, and it was the postcard. Right now, Encanto is like the biggest thing in the world, and they don't have a Mirabelle meet and greet. I know. It's crazy. I mean, I, I, I hate to say this, but I feel like when my kids were little, right? And I'm Ethan 16, but like when they were little, we had like the best Disney character meet and greet experiences yeah. because it was just, it was that 10 to 12 year block where like, you know, you got all the char- new characters. They did such a great job. And I understand that they kind of can't do a great job right now because of everything going on. But man, I feel bad for people who are taking that Disney trip and, you know, their little kid doesn't get to, know. you know, have a one-on-one with Cinderella yeah. or, you know, just so many great moments. It's kind of stinks. You know, but it, but it's also like the new characters, like Frozen was kind of the last one to like do, like Moana never got a meet and greet. Yeah, no. Moana never got one. Zootopia never got one. But no. in Disneyland, like over in Disneyland where nobody cares about characters, there's a Mirabelle meet and greet. Yeah, nobody cares there. And no, and I wonder if that's why they get them, because like I wonder with Walt Disney World sometimes I think it's a matter of like, like Walt Disney World can't get this because Walt Disney World has zero levels of chill. Like you can't have characters walking around Walt Disney World because people will will elbow each other in the face and step on each other's necks to get at them. No, you're right. Uh, D- uh Tokyo Disneyland has got these absolutely amazing popcorn buckets like gorgeous gorgeous popcorn bucket the small have you seen this it's a small world popcorn bucket it looks like the outside of the ride and the door opens up and it's got the figures inside like you can't we have proven this month and we'll get to this in in a minute but we've proven that we can't handle popcorn buckets in walt disney world i know and i wonder if it's like walt disney world is just that 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 kid that you you realize you can't give the candy to because they'll go nuts with it and they'll they'll overindulge. Well, I mean, I've always told you that about characters. You know, in in land, it's so different. Yeah. You know, even you know when I was just there, like the credit coaster, they have like a little distance meet and greet with um with you know the mom and dad from The Incredibles, and it's funny. I'm walking by and I'm like, oh, are they just standing there? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares. So I'm like, cool. My buddy and all of them are like, hey, quick, take a picture of me because there's no one here and no one cares. Yeah. No one cares. It's insane. Mickey's Magical Friendship Fair will make its re-debut at Cinderella Castle Forecourt Stage February 25th. The show has been newly enhanced for the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration, and it will incorporate favorite scenes inspired by Frozen Tangled and the Princess and the Frog, plus a new opening and a new finale with Mickey Mouse and all his friends in their sparkling iridescent fashions. Presented multiple times a day, the show will also include an all-new original song entitled Where the Magic Feels Like Home. It means they're getting rid of the Rake and Leaves song. Yeah. Rake and leaves, rake and leaves, rake, rake, rake the leaves, friendship. Uh, but it sounds like the show is mostly remaining unchanged in the in the meat of it. Like you got, unless they're changing the Frozen Tangled and Princess and the Frog stuff. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense to have like a base show and then add elements. Yeah, I mean, well, that was always the the idea behind Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair was that remember like the the end was going to always be like a like a different thing based on the season that you were in, right? And then they abandoned that real quick. Yeah. Uh, finally, uh, Disney Festival of Fantasy Parade returns to Magic Kingdom beginning on March 9th. Uh, the anniversary, that is the anniversary of the debut of the parade in 2014. The Maleficent Dragon will also be returning to the parade. 
Uh, I, I'm pretty sure that before the closure, the Maleficent Dragon had already come back. It did, I believe. Yeah, so, like, I don't know why they needed to specify that it was coming, but because, I mean, obviously we all famously remember the fact that the dragon caught fire. Yep. And, and the, uh, its head was literally in flames, and it was yeah. gone for a very long time while they rebuilt it. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm glad that it's back. I have missed the Festival of Fantasy Parade. I do enjoy it. Away we go. Wondrous magic. Beauty and majesty. Shining magically. All right, I'm done. Um, I love that song. I listen to it sometimes just randomly. Oh, nice. I listen to that and I listen to... um, Oh, gosh. um, Not the Main Street Electrical Parade. The... Why am I blanking on this? It's like my favorite thing in the world. The other nighttime parade. People are screaming at their phones right now at me. It was... I you almost know. have it. What? Okay. I said you almost have it. I almost have it, but I don't, and I'll, I'll figure it out later. Uh, <laughs> okay, so March 9th Festival of Fantasy, um, Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair on the 25th of this month, and then in just a couple days, uh, the, the new Disney Adventure Friends Cavalcade. You know my favorite cavalcade in Magic Kingdom, though, is the Winnie the Pooh and Friends? Why? I, they're on the Main Street trolley, and I think that's so cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I really, I really dig it. I mean, I mean, I, I like the, um, like, Merida on the big horse. But, uh, you know. And I, I do like the one that they, they have been doing with, um, they've got Aladdin in his Prince Ali outfit. Oh, cool. I yeah, like that. it's pretty neat. Epcot news. All right. Let's talk about this figment popcorn bucket. Oh, boy. Um, now, I'm going to preface this by saying that right now in my office, I am looking over underneath my television, and there is a figment popcorn bucket sitting there. Okay. Now, that is because my roommates are wonderful, wonderful human beings who I love and adore, and they were there the, fir- the first day, the crazy day, where people were waiting for like seven hours, and the line was like two hours, so they jumped on the line to get one for themselves and they picked one up for me as well i gotta be honest with you i i'm never waiting two hours i i wouldn't have waited two hours either to be honest but thank you i wouldn't have waited half the door i don't get it i don't i but i also don't and you're talking about someone who loves merchandise i know i I love stuff i don't get the popcorn bucket craze and i own two of them it's because like it's if it in walt disney world if it is unique and limited edition, people go nuts for it. And here's where I'm going to get on my soapbox. Because the reason why these things become so rare is the Disney resellers. I get it, but but Disney's just going to put this back out with, with a slight color change. Probably. probably. I mean, that's what they've done in the past for these. But you're probably not getting these again before the end of Festival of, of the Arts. No, no. next year they'll put it back out and yeah. he'll have something slightly different. Yeah, his hand will be in a different position. That's what they do with the orange no, bird they won't, they'll, they'll never recast it. That would mean they have to remold everything. True. Something will be painted differently. He'll have like a rainbow or something on him or, yep. or yeah, like a paintbrush. Um, these re- I saw like online there were these people that literally had like 15 of these popcorn buckets hanging off of them with bags filled to the brim with them and i just want to say right now if you're listening and you're one of those people stop just stop it you're ruining it for everybody 
well, the real problem here is the real problem. Those people are the fact that Disney has poor anticipation of the market. Yes. Which I also you know what? like. Remember, remember those those Cinder those Beauty and the Beast uh, cups with the rose inside that yes. you could only get at Be Our Guest that uh-huh. the, the resellers went nuts for, and now they are clogging shelves in every Disney retail store. Right. the The Life Day orb that flew off the shelves. They are everywhere in Hollywood Studios right now. Well, yeah, I also heard they had production delays with that though. Mm-hmm. Because I had ordered mine through Shop Disney because right. they sold them there also. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to get it like, and it came like a month after we were supposed but to get I it. But I don't understand how the resellers were able to do this with the Figment Popcorn Bucket because Disney is supposed to limit you now to two two per item per person. And when my roommates went up, like, they were prepared to, like, you know, just get the two. And they, but they said they were selling people four. They were selling people. Oh, like, yeah. I heard they didn't, that it was supposed to be, but they didn't do that at all. Which is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I remember when the Orange Bird Funko Pop came out and I went to get online for that and I saw people leaving with bags with like 20 of them. It's just, yep. it's not fair because they're just putting the money. And I hope that nobody buys the money, babe, for these. They're putting them up for like 200 bucks. I hope that these people are just sitting on a mountain of figment popcorn buckets for the rest of their lives. Like they're putting yeah. flowers in it. Like, they, you know, like they have to find something to do with well, these the prices dropped buckets. pretty, but by the end of that week, the prices had come down because so many people bought them. Yeah. I just, I really like, and now like the, the Disney released this, um, this like retro series of merch where it, it's like stuff that was like from 1971 or like it's in the yeah, style. Yeah. It's all the yeah. vault collection. Yeah. The vault collection. That's what it's called. You're not allowed to use your annual pass holder, uh, discount on it. That bothers me. And, and I, it's funny. I had this conversation with my buddy who's an annual pass holder. Mm-hmm. I, you know, if that's the problem that people are re- and by the way, I've seen all of those fall collection pieces. There's nothing insane. <laughs> like, no, I didn't see any of it. That I was like, I have to have this. I don't know if it's because like, if that was the real problem, why not just limit people one per person? Right. There you go. Like yeah. you, you have to have an annual pass and you can buy one. But they're why finding ways around this because the resellers will go there with like, cause like you can get, you can get two. So the resellers are going with like six people and getting 12. Right. But then why, you know, are they all annual pass holders? Probably. Okay. But then I that's could... allowed. You know what I mean? That would be fine. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, because like... honestly, even at the end of the day, if you're getting a 20% discount, you're not selling, you're not reselling that thing for like 10% more. So at that point, it doesn't even make a difference if you are buying, if there's a hot vault item, which by the way, there isn't. If there was, you're so now you can buy ten of it. You just not get a discount. So mm-hmm. Disney wins at the end of the day. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I, I did was not a fan of them taking the the, the annual the AP discount away. I just and didn't think they that didn't. Was a good it, this is not even like an assumption that I'm making that they took it away because of resellers. They said we're taking this away because of resellers. Yeah. Because you can't be trusted with you know like it's again it's it is the lack of chill and them having to be like well we have to take this away from you because you can't be responsible with it. All right, to look at it this way, right? When you, when Galaxy's Edge opens, now Galaxy's Edge has tons and tons and tons of park exclusive merchandise, yes, including lightsabers, which people in my world love lightsabers. I mean, lightsabers are made by you know Hasbro. They do the Elite series, mm-hmm. but not 
in the quantity that Galaxy's Edge has, how is this possible? Well, I'll tell you how it's possible because Disney made a ton of those lightsabers. Yeah. So if there is no like, I'm going to buy a lightsaber and put it on eBay for triple what's worth. No, no, because there's uh, there's 500 Floridians who are doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So hence, there is no crazy market for an available lightsaber. Does that make sense? Yes, but something like this popcorn bucket where they only all where they only ordered X amount of them, and then they, when they were gone, they were gone. That was well, going to fly off the shelves. But right. So the problem there is, is that Disney made it too limited for no reason. A popcorn bucket should be you can sell a figment popcorn bucket all spring and summer. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's not like this is a Halloween theme bucket that we don't want to sell at Christmas time. They also put out a figment spork that I actually really liked. I saw the spork. It's yeah, pretty cool. I, I really I got I got one of the sporks. Um I really I really enjoyed the spork. I I think that Galaxy's Edge spork is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, I think I kinda need one of those. It's really cool. It's metal. It's got the little, you know, comes in a little sack with arabesque. I mean, I used one when Galaxy's Edge first opened, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't one of the people that stole them. Right. (laughs) Which is, again, why they had to take them away, because you can't be trusted with it. I just... Now, where was that? Was that at Docking Bay? That was at Docking Bay, yeah. It's so funny, I cannot bring myself to eat there. Nothing looks good there. Oh, I really like the pot roast. Yeah, the pot roast was the only thing I felt looked okay. The pot roast is good. Uh, we ate there recently also because the Ronto wrap is there after like three o'clock. Oh, okay. See, I like the Ronto wrap a lot. Yeah, so like after after three o'clock, they close Ronto Roasters, and then you can get the Ronto oh. wrap at Docking Bay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Ronto wrap's great. Have you had the breakfast Ronto wrap? I have not had that yet. Um, I but you know what I did have? I had the the Batu uh, popcorn. Okay, man, Pete, that was gross. <laughs> like that, I had, that was I had vile. The, I had the Batu popcorn West, and it was delish. But I know it's totally different. It is vile. It is like the one here is like a sweet and spicy one, right? Yeah, it's like it's like what if we took fruity pebbles and made it like gross? I'm gonna try it next time I go. What if we took fruity pebbles and and put paprika on it? Like, are you supposed to? Um... Eat them together? I don't think. Yeah, you're supposed to like handfuls. Like, are you supposed to have a sweet and a spicy at the same time? I guess so, but like, I hated it. Oh my goodness! Like, like, I like weird popcorns. Like, I love like um like dill pickle popcorn. See, that sounds fine. That sounds great. Yeah, they used to have this um blue cheese and buffalo popcorn in Epcot, and I loved it. And and you know they don't have they have like a sour cream and chive, and and those were great. For this one, swing and a miss. Like, yeah, it's so funny how like the 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 food and snack items in Galaxy's Edge they, they just couldn't figure it maybe out. Maybe it appeals to the Rodian palate. I don't know, but it does not appeal to <laughs> to this to this human. Uh, yeah. So um, anyway, popcorn buckets like exercise some chill. Please, please don't be a reseller because well, aren't sippers the same way? Kind of, yeah. It's funny, you know, my, I, I don't, again, I don't really care about sippers either, right? Like, I, I don't, not into that kind of like stuff. I mean, they did like the hitchhiking ghosts, right? Remember they did the three of them? One's a sipper, one yeah. was a popcorn bucket. Like, I don't need them. And they I love, did it with, I want everything Haunted Mansion. They did it with 50th anniversary Mickey and Minnie too. The Mickey is a popcorn bucket and the Minnie's a sipper. Okay. 
like I don't really care about that. Now, having said that, I saw the Leota one that lights up, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So yeah. I told my friends, "I'm like, hey, listen, if you see that, grab it for me." By the way, if you don't, I'm okay. Like I don't have to have it. But again, and they went at the end of the day. You're like you're asking someone that's there to grab it for you, and then you're paying them the market value for it. Like it's right. that, that's that's fine. But like right. it's like when when if your friends went there and bought thirty of them to all put them on eBay and then thirty people don't get it that day, like right. that or or twenty nine people don't get it that day. That that's horrible. Hate that. But my point is like when they went, they like asked at a spot for it because they couldn't find it anywhere, and they were like, "Oh, listen, if you go over here mm-hmm. and you ask for it, they're like, I know they have some like in the back." And I'm like, "Why is it such a like ordeal to Ugh. get these things, dude?" Also, like, so there is this um, 50th anniversary Mickey balloon popcorn bucket. Okay, I've seen it, and all my girlfriend wants is the blue one, right? Okay. So, but but they don't have them every day because they they randomly will bring they randomly put them out on a day, and they're gone. Like they go like every color. They have a pink, a green, a yellow, and a blue. And the blue one, I think, is the one that I would like. And so you can only get the yellow one <clears throat> at the popcorn stand right when you walk in the Magic Kingdom on Main Street. You can only get the green one in like Adventureland. You can only get the blue one in Tomorrowland. And they don't announce when they because and they they just go like it's right. insane. I got her the yellow one because I got there. So I got, I got there and I got immediately online because I saw that they were, they had the yellow one at the, at the, the stand. So I got the yellow one and I'm like, oh, okay. Cause I, I didn't know if they had all the colors of them. And they were like, no, like, well, we don't have, um, the blue one here. That's in Tomorrowland. So I'm like, all right. Well, I bought the yellow one because I'm like, if I can find the blue one, then I'll just keep the yellow one for myself. And when right. I got to Tomorrowland, the blue one was gone. I just I hate I hate the mad rush for everything. Yeah, no, I know. It, it's like in order to get anything that you want in Walt Disney World anymore, you have to be a lot more aggressive than I'm comfortable being in a theme park. I get that. Or like in life in general, like I don't want to like I don't I don't shop on Black Friday because I'm not comfortable with with elbowing someone in the face. You know, like right. Well, listen, if I needed. If I lived in Orlando and I needed to have a figment popcorn bucket and it's the seven hour wait, but they're a hundred bucks on eBay, gotta be honest with you. I might be okay spending the hundred bucks. I'm not waiting seven hours for anything. <laughs> you know, and this is not just with Disney that the resellers bother me. Like resellers are the reason why PlayStation fives are impossible to get. I mean, uh, you know, you know, I'm not like super fluent in like the video game yes. world anymore. And like, I'm, I'm, I was just talking to somebody about this this week. I'm amazed that ps5s have been out as long as they're out mm-hmm. and it's still hard to come by now but let me it tell is you something because I, of that market i have a ps5 it took a month and a half of work to get it it took me like every single day i had to follow all these twitter accounts that tell you like when a new store drops them and then right. you have to you have to just happen to be at your computer at that moment that they drop and then you go on the site and you spam and you refresh and you like get it in your cart and you go to order but then like it takes it away and you don't get it and it's the it was like it was the most frustrating thing in the world and then finally a month and a half in i got lucky on a best buy drop and managed to snag one but it is still that impossible my my one of my dad's friends i guess was trying to get one and um 
my dad was like, uh, oh, uh, hey, can you tell me where I can get a PS5? And I like laughed at him. Right. I was like, I was like, yeah, your 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 friends gonna have to do a lot. And the the average mom and dad is not following these Twitter accounts no. and sitting yeah, there no. waiting it's, for the drops difficult. and refreshing. Like, and you know what it is, Pete? It's that it's that these bots are buying them up. It's the resellers are using bots to buy them, and they just put them right up on eBay. Yep. I just I I really hate that we've made it this easy for people to be scumbags. I don't like it. Yeah. No, it stinks. I don't like it. And it's it's predatory, like it's it's predatory, it's 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 predatory market behavior. Like it's you know everybody desperately wants this thing, so it, it's like um it's it's not as heinous as this, but it is like in the same vein as like uh there was a hurricane coming down here in Florida, and one of the retail stores like upped the price of bottled water by like five hundred percent. Right, like that's it's predatory. Disney has asked guests in a recent survey if Harmonious is worse than Illuminations. Uh, gee, let me think. Uh, no, I haven't seen Harmonious yet. What is your opinion on this? Uh, it's okay. Uh, so Disney has been sending out surveys to recent Epcot visitors, and in one of the questions, guests are asked about their experience with the new nighttime show Harmonious. The question asks, how would you rate your overall experience with Harmonious compared to your overall experience with Illuminations Reflection of Earth? Would you say Harmonious was better, about the same, or worse? Disney frequently sends out these surveys, but they typically don't make direct comparisons to previous attractions and offer a rating option of worse. It's no secret that Harmonious has had a very lukewarm reception from Epcot visitors since its debut in late 2021. Like the, like the doomed rivers of light before it, Harmonious was years in the making, resulting in very high expectations that for many were not met. Critics of the show point to the reliance on existing IP, the daytime intrusion into the lagoon sightlines, and no cohesive story. Disney is well known for using surveys to results to support a particular direction being pushed internally but what isn't clear is if disney is looking to support harmonious or perhaps make a case for a rework of the show now this would not be the first time that walt disney world nighttime shows had to have a rework shortly after opening illuminations 25 at epcot had a disastrous debut resulting in a rapid rework that saw a new soundtrack and pyro design coincidentally the the original illuminations 25 used music from the lion king and the replacement saw return of the classical non-movie music then the Indian Rivers of Light at Animal Kingdom, which also had a rework less than two years after debuting, with more movie IP brought in to try to boost guest ratings. That ultimately did not appear to work, and the show was canceled. So I'm assuming you're an Illuminations fan more than a Harmonious fan. You know, I, I can't say for sure. I mean, something like that where Illuminations was there forever, like sometimes I like a change, so I'm not opposed to it. My only real gripe is do I think harmonious is worth those insane barges yeah it is not I, look when, when they announced these barges and everyone flipped out and we talked about this on the show before but i'm gonna repeat it because every much like every comic book is somebody's first every episode of two men in the mouse is somebody's sure i'm sure uh, i when they were like oh these are gonna be fountains during the day and they're gonna dance and they're gonna go to music and it's gonna be great i was like oh cool yeah i'm all for this this is great people are you people are like you know complaining about nothing they're not doing that and these are gross i gotta be honest with you if they i've seen the you know what it looked like with the you know the the you know proposed what it looked like with yeah. the fountains I, I no, i don't want that either okay it's not like, oh, they're like low in the water and it's found. No, it's they're ginormous structures. Well, one of them's a Stargate. Yeah. It's weird. 
Yeah. I don't get it. I don't know how they thought this was okay. For for a park that has a ginormous body of water in the middle yeah. creating sight lines, how did you think this was fine? And they've always been so on top of the sight lines, you know? I know. Like, it was something that Disney always has over Universal, where, like, from Jurassic Park, you can see Hogwarts. Like, that would never fly at Disney. But, right. yeah, they, they just were kind of like, but I, you know, I just find it funny that they're like, oh, Harmonious, that's the problem. Whereas I think Enchantment is is the biggest downgrade they've ever done. Okay. From Happily Ever After to Enchantment. I think that is like, like, like I said, I've said before, I think Enchantment has a lot of really cool ideas. But like as a whole show, it is not better. It is nowhere near as good as, as Happily Ever After. Right. Did you see that the Nova Corps ship has been installed in Epcot outside yep. of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind? 51 foot tall Nova Corps Star Blaster is nearing completion at the entrance to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Uh, the three man installation team is continuing to work on finalizing the attachment of all the fins using lift booms. The large central crane that was on site has now been removed. Uh, if you were wondering if it's possible to go into the cockpit, it is. Somebody was actually in there. Wow. Like during the installation. Guests entering the park from the eastern side also can get a dramatic look at the Star Blaster as they turn the corner. You can see the back end of it. Um, it does look like the support column will remain visible with a deliberate decision to have this look like a display as opposed to it being suspended in the air as seen in the concept art. Have you seen what that like support column looks like? I have. It's kind of like, like not. How did like my roommate came home the other day, my roommate Zach, and he was like, he was like, how did we go from making mountains float to having this ugly, like, erector set holding this, this ship up? Yeah. I'm not sure, you know, what the deal is there. I, I just, I don't get it. Like, like, why is this, the, is it budget that's this huge drop in quality from everything has been? I mean, maybe. I don't know. Uh, again, I need to see it all finished and, you know. Everything kind of get the scope of it, but I, I I agree it does look wonky. And I feel bad because I feel like we're being like overly negative this week, but I also feel like we're being honest. Yeah, so, no, I mean you feel the way you feel. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Like I mean, I and I know people like to get their happy Disney feelings and get excited. It's just it's, sometimes it's hard when like you see things like this. Look, the ship itself looks really cool. I just I'm just not a fan of like. <clears throat> Like, when my roommate showed me the support column, I was like, maybe that's just, like, a temporary thing for the installation. But then I saw that it was, like... I thought that, too, at first. I, thought, I saw it was, like, riveted to the ship, and I'm like, uh-oh. So. Uh, details have emerged on this year's Epcot Flower and Garden Festival. Always one of my favorites, though. The Festival of the Arts has been amazing, I have to say. I like Festival of the Arts. It is. It has been so good, Pete. Like... Oh, they even have a um an animation class. I got to draw Max from Oh, that's from, cool. Yeah, his goofy son Max. Uh so they have, they do that at the America um yep. theater, the stage. <clears throat> the 2022 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival is beginning on March 2nd and running through uh July 4th for 125 days. Wow, it's going all the way through July. Wow. That's new. That means there's only going to be like two weeks with no festival, because like June and July were always when the fest when there was like no festival, right? Yeah, but we always knew that there'd be 
less and less non-festival time. You know what? I, I, like, why does it have to start in the beginning of March? Why can't we let Festival of the Arts run another month and start this in April or late March? You know, I know because it's a it's a crime that Festival of the Arts is only a month long. Whereas, like, Flower and Garden is, what, March, April, May, June, July? It's five months. Well, but they probably want to take advantage of those spring months and spring sun guess, and all that but, stuff. like, you know what? Spring doesn't officially begin until the end of March, if you want to be technical. I know. But it's Florida, so. <clears throat> so it's going for 125 days, and Disney has released a few more details on what we can expect. New this year on the Bridge to World Showcase, you can experience the sights and scents of spring at a new fragrant garden presented by Scentsy. Surrounded by vibrant butterfly topiaries, guests will be invited to follow their noses to six scent stations, floral, fruity, citrus, spice, woods, and fresh. Scentsy became the official home fragrance of Walt Disney World Resort in June of 2021. <laughs> New main entrance topiary display will feature Goofy and a 50th themed birthday cake in honor of Walt Disney World's 50th. The missing Snow White and Seven Dwarfs topiaries will return to Germany along with Lumiere and Cogsworth at the France Pavilion. Uh, the Garden Rocks Concert Series is back. There you go. Performances at 5.30, 6.45, and 8 p.m., Friday to Monday. Um, here's the performer lineup. The Guess Who, March 4th and 5th. Rick Springfield, March 6th and 7th. Melina Leon, new to Garden Rocks, March 11th and 12th. CeCe Winans, or Winans, or I don't know, March 13th and 14th. Mike Del, G- Del Giudice, currently on tour with Billy Joel. That's new this year, the 18th and 19th. Cool in the Gang, also new this year, March 20th and 21st. The orchestra starring former members of ELO, or LO, I don't know what that is. March 25th and 28th. The Spinners, April 1st and 2nd. The Pointer Sisters, April 3rd and 4th. Blue October, new this year, April 8th and 9th. Uh, April 10th and 11th, to be determined. Tommy DiCarlo, singer of the band Boston, is going to be there April 15th and 16th. Don Felder, formerly of the Eagles, April 17th and 18th. Starship, featuring Mickey Thomas, on April 22nd and 23rd. I actually might go see that. <laughs> okay. I like Starship. Uh, Claudia Le- Car- Claudia Le- Le- Letty? I-, I don't know how to pronounce her name. April 24th and 25th. Berlin, the 29th and 30th. Toby Mac, May 1st and 2nd. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, May 6th and 7th. The Commodores, May 8th and 9th. Ambrosia with Peter Beckett, May 13th and 14th. To be determined, May 15th and 16th, Flock of Seagulls on the 20th and 21st, Colin Ray, 22nd and 23rd, Thelma Houston, the 27th and 28th, The Little River Band, 29th and 30th, Simple Plan, June 3rd to 6th, <clears throat> Herman's Hermits, starring Peter no- Peter Noon, um, Jen- June 10th to 13th, Plain White Tees, the 17th and 20th, To Be Determined, the 24th and 25th, To Be Determined, the 26th and 27th. Man, to be determined, getting multiple slots. Good I for know them. it's a huge band. Yeah, big, they're popular. Yeah, more than a one-hit wonder. Eighteen outdoor kitchens are returning, including Epcot Farmers Feast with a rotating menu throughout the festival. Other new menu items can be found at the Citrus Blossom, Magnolia Terrace, and Tangerine Cafe. Flavors of the Medina, among others. More characters are now returning to Epcot. Character meet and greets have returned to more locations as Walt Disney World continues returning entertainment to the parks. Indoors at the Imagination Pavilion, you can now meet Vanellope, Von Schweetz, and Joy in the Image Works area. That's exciting. Now, are these still distanced? Yes. Okay. Yes. Over at the Mexico Pavilion, Donald is back uh, in his purpose-built meet and greet area. He does have a fence around him, though, so you can't get too close. 
Um, as at all the reopen meet and greets, there is no physical contact, and a barrier keeps guests a distance from the characters. You do get individual time with the characters, and there is usually a photo pass photographer at each location. Animal Kingdom news. Uh, Kevin the Bird has returned to Animal Kingdom. I hate this bird. Uh, I hate him. I think he's cool looking. I hate him because he's a bird and he has my name, but it is a cool looking character. You can meet him daily by the character landing on Discovery Island just across from Flame Tree Barbecue. As at all Walt Disney World meet and greets, he is behind a rope to maintain distancing. So he doesn't walk around anymore like he used to. Isn't Kevin like a girl in up? Yes. Yep. Somebody we somebody was know. like, oh, you know, Kevin's a girl. And I'm like, oh, am I back in kindergarten? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, He originally debuted at Animal Kingdom in 2019 as Up gained a growing presence at the park with senior wilderness explorer Russell and Doug greeting guests on Discovery Island and appearing in the reworked bird show Up a Great Bird Adventure. This is my nightmare. Uh, since the park reopened from COVID-19 shutdown, however, Up was removed from the bird show and Russell and Doug have not yet returned. Uh, from news that I hate to news that I love, a baby rhino, another baby rhino, has is now Yay. over in uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris. I've seen these baby rhinos. They're adorable. This is the 13th white rhino calf <coughs> on Kilimanjaro Safari Savannah and Animal Kingdom. The baby marks the third white rhino born at Disney's Animal Kingdom in the past 13 months. Mom Lola and her healthy and adorable female calf are bonding under the watchful eye of Disney's Animals Science and Environment team. Hollywood Studios news. We're coming to a close here. Uh, the Mickey and Minnie Motorcade is coming to a close. I just saw this okay. the other day because I was just in Hollywood Studios. And um, yeah, I mean, I always like the Mickey and Minnie Motorcade because it plays the song and plays the Nothing Can Stop Us Now song from. Uh, yeah, I love that song. also. Yeah, from uh, Runaway Railway. Uh, Mickey and Friends Motorcade's final day will be February 12th. So just a few more days left to yep. experience this. Um, the performance times on the final day are 10, 15 a.m., 11, 15 a.m., 12, 45 p.m., 2, 45 p.m., 4, 15 p.m., and 5, 15 p.m. Chip and Dale, Goofy, Max, Donald, and Daisy can still be seen at sightings around Hollywood Studios. I don't know where Chip and Dale are. Uh, Donald and Daisy I've seen, like, above the, the bathrooms, right, as you walk in, uh, to Hollywood Studios in the balcony up there. Okay. Donald and Daisy are usually up there. Uh, Goofy and Max are usually over by the big lake by um, uh, Minnie Bill's Dockside Diner. Yep. And usually, like, they're, like, fishing or they're, like, they're, they're, yeah. That's cool. Great. I really like that. <clears throat> uh, the Pixar Pals motorcade will continue as the only cavalcade at the park. I don't know if I've seen the Pixar Pals motorcade. Hmm. Who's even in it? The ones I remember are the Mickey and Minnie and the uh, the Disney Junior one. Maybe you should go there. And see it. I was just there. I guess I have to go. Uh, so now the reason for this, Sorcerer Mickey is returning to Hollywood Studios. Oh, good. <coughs> uh, Mickey will be returning to Red Carpet Dreams at Hollywood Studios alongside Minnie just in time for Valentine's Day. Mickey is back in his Sorcerer Apprentice location inside Red Carpet Dreams beginning February 13th, 2022. As in all other meet and greets, physical distancing will be enforced. Minnie returned to Red Carpet Dreams in late November of 2021. Covered seating is coming to the Woody's Lunchbox area saw this yes disney is finally addressing the severe lack of shade and covered areas in toy story land at woody's lunchbox construction walls are up at the rear of the seating area for the quick service eatery and a new structure looks likely to be a covered seating area have you ever eaten at woody's lunchbox 
Uh, yeah, last time we were there, we ate it. Uh, we wanted to try that. It's a Pop-Tart. I can't remember what they call My it. My roommate just tried the Pop-Tart there, too. He liked it. It's good. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had... So I just ate there the other day. Now, let me tell you the, the problem with Woody's Lunchbox. It's the seating. There is okay. such There is such limited seating in this area yeah. that, again, you have to be a lot more aggressive than I am willing to be. Like, you literally have to, like, hawk people. Right. So that's the thing. Like, we got this Pop-Tart because we were there kind of early in the morning. And we were like, cool, let's just get this. So th- there was seating to be had. You could never plan on eating at this place for lunch. And when you try to mobile order there, like the last couple of times we've tried to mobile order there, the first time that you're able to get is like two hours away. And and think about it, Like, that area is straight up chaos. And there is yeah. nowhere even near there to sit down. It's not like you could get something to eat and I'm going to walk it over to here. No, the next here is really far away. Yeah, really far. The same thing with Ronto Roasters. There's just not a lot of seating by it. So if you yeah. get a Ronto wrap there, like you're at, you're kind of out of luck. I got a Ronto wrap at Ronto Roasters one time and I tried to sit in the outside area at Docking Bay and they wouldn't let me. Really? They would go, oh, this is only for Docking Bay. Huh. And I'm like, there's a million seats out here. That's not cool. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> but yeah, like Woody's Lunchbox, like I got this. <coughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not used to talking this much, I guess, anymore. Um, I got this um, brisket like melt sandwich and it was really. Oh, that sounds like something you could just walk around and eat. Right. Right. Like totally. <laughs> that won't be messy. Exactly. And like it took like 20 minutes to get a table. And I, it was to the point where I was seriously like, all right, let's go like past the bathrooms into galaxy's edge because they have those like weird like 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 cube benches uh-huh and i'm like let's just sit there and eat i guess because but fu- i'm saying you almost have to get something there and hightail it out of toy story land because yeah. there is nowhere to sit there but where are you going to take it other than those benches like yeah the, the next closest seating area is hollywood is, is um uh by ronto roasters and there's no seating there either i know there, there's some seating um outside of abc commissary but that's a hike yeah uh they're seating outside men and bill's dockside diner but again that's a hike yeah from toy story land i just i it, it we ended up getting a table as we were throwing in the towel like i was like come on let's just go to this bench and then like somebody got up from the table and i'm like oh my gosh and we like ran to the table but then, like, the worst thing is, like, you're in there for, like, 10 minutes trying to find a table, and, and like, somebody who literally just walked in skirts into a table in front of you. Yeah, I know. That always happens. I also think that there should be, like, like uh, Cosmic Rays used to do this thing where, like, you got your food, and then you went to a cast member, and the cast member, like, figured out where you were going to sit. Yep, and I love that. I, and they, they don't I, do it anymore. You would see people go in all the time, especially when it's really hot or cold, I guess, yeah. and they would... Just go sit at a table. Yeah. Not have food. And you're like, no, no, no. This needs to be for people who are buying food. Right. And look, if you buy food there and you want to just like relax for a, for a little bit, that's your right. You bought food. You're, you're there. But I mean, like even like with the docking bay situation, there was nobody out there and I had bought food. Like not right. a docking bay, but I bought food at the location literally attached to the restaurant. Yeah. Come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Jesse's Trading Post is coming to Toy Story Land. This is a new gift shop in Hollywood Studios. According to Disney, Andy discovered at Jesse's Trading Post playset 
tucked away in the attic and is bringing it downstairs to set up shop full of the coolest toys and finest souvenirs handpicked by the rootinest tootinest cowgirl. The new shop is likely to replace the temporary store that opened during 2019 in the exit corridor of Toy Story Mania. Jesse's Trading Post will open in 2022, along with the Roundup Rodeo Barbecue, which brings us to our next thing. The Roundup Rodeo Barbecue is opening this year. Um, this was originally planned to open back in 2020. I feel like they've been talking about this restaurant forever. The Roundup Rodeo Barbecue will be located near the entrance of Toy Story Land and will be a table service offering. Stepping into the lobby and waiting area, guests experience firsthand what it feels like to be one of Andy's honorary toys before progressing into two larger dining room spaces where Andy's rodeo takes place. Here, the rodeo will be in full swing with Western Town and Train Station playsets mixing with surprising playful details like some fan-favorite Pixar characters as they've never been seen before. And finally, Olaf has returned to his spot near Star Tours. There you go. There you go. Appears from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. daily. And that's the news this week. Wow. We're all caught up. So now next week, we're going to have to do a little uh, Disneyland report from you about about Marvel yeah. and whatnot. I didn't even yeah. know you did this. Yeah. Shows how much, out for shows how much I've uh, kept in contact while we've been dark for a little bit. <laughs> you, you're a very busy man. Uh, dude, It's it's been insane. Like, I've got... Like, you know, book writing has now, like, actually taken off, and I'm actually being paid to do it. So, like, you know, it's like another job on top of my actual job. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a lot. Good um, for you, though. No, thanks. Uh, my new book, The Haunting of Jonas Estate, is out now. Uh, it's written under the pen name Vincent Valentine. Um, so you can find it on Amazon. Get great reviews. It's got like over 200 reviews right now and, and people seem to be digging it. So I'm, I'm cool. very touched and honored that a couple of our listeners have also read it and told me that they really liked it. So very, very honored to hear that. And, uh, I like that. Anything else you want to touch on this week? I know usually we mm-hmm. pick this time to like go through like pop culture stuff, but this was a long show and I know you got to open the store. So. Yeah, I mean, what's really going on in the pop culture world? Boba, oh, Boba, Fett. Boba Fett, but we, we, we yeah. can we can kind of pow out about that next week. Yeah. So once it's over, you know, because it'll be over. Um, all right, well then, uh, that's going to do it for Too Many in the Mass this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you love our good buddy Peter Mandel, please check him out over there at Rogue Comics in Cranford, New Jersey at 105 North Union Avenue, Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Go to RogueComics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. If you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise, any Disney resort throughout the known world, Universal Orlando, even Aulani out in Hawaii. Look up our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. And if you're renting a crib or stroller in the Orlando area, please check out our friends over at KingdomStrollers.com, who will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney resort. Uh, For me, folks, please check out my books. Uh, They are all uh, on Amazon. Uh, You can find the Ross and Annie series, Winters of Elnora, Birth of the Dark Angel, and now The Haunting of Jonas Estate. Um... You can find all of those on Amazon.com. They are all out currently in uh, ebook, paperback, and audiobook. So all of my bo- all six of my books now are all out in audiobook format for those of you like me who like audiobooks. Um, also, uh, getting questions about the Morning Monster YouTube channel, we've been dark with that for quite a while. Uh, that is because I'm currently working on a new kind of format for it and when I have time to actually do it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, look for new things coming for that, hopefully sometime in the near future, but, uh, you know, as schedule allows. Um, all right, that does it for this week. Pete, any any closing words? No, I'm excited to talk about Disneyland next week so you can get the lowdown on Absolutely. Avengers Campus. Absolutely. Folks, okay, please fun. keep the magic alive every day of your lives. We will see you next week on Two Men. 
the mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.